Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. What a wise Clipper legend once said. Media Day. Let's get this over with. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I am here with my sweet cheese, Jesse Sandoval. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. To pull the curtain back a little bit, we were going to record this last weekend, but we were like, media days on Monday. Might as well just record on Monday after media day, you know? So just... it, was, it was your brilliant idea, man. You, you realize I, that. I don't know if it was a brilliant idea because we, I guess we could have had more work ethic and just done two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but. We're, uh, we're just too lazy it's uh we're being efficient that's what we're doing yeah we're being very efficient for a time we, i we want to be able to give you content that is relatable to the clippers you know like right so so for example i might as well do this now when the nba season starts we're probably going to pocket episodes where the clippers have off days so like we like to do this every weekend but for whatever reason the clippers have back-to-back games on a saturday and sunday we'll probably do the podcast on a monday yeah something of that nature so so, so we can cover the games you know like uh, give them yeah. our insights our thoughts and what and hopefully they enjoy the content as well you know yeah because i feel like this is like you know a season premiere of the la clips forum this is season two right here and we should i guess give everyone a heads up and how the seasons are going to go right yeah <laughs> you don't want you don't want they don't want to be surprised you know we're a creature of habit we like to know what's coming up uh i i i feel like there's a weird echo on my end because so what happened is we're getting our bathroom like fixed in our other apartment so they moved us to a different apartment temporarily mm-hmm. and so i'm recording from there and i just feel like the acoustics in this new place are above average compared to the acoustics <laughs> of my former place. Probably because there's a lot more crap in my former place. Uh, honestly, I really can't hear the feedback. Uh, well, I, I feel I'm sure someone will, and they'll let us know. <laughs> when, you, when you go play, like uh, when you go listen to it, when you're making the edit, you sound like Taylor Swift singing. <laughs> like, oh, this, <laughs> this is good. I really wish she was performing at the halftime show at Super Bowl. <laughs> uh before we go before we get started we will we do have a patreon we just opened it up over the last weekend we do have a pod on there about with me uh and jesse representing the microsoft sonics against trent and jake barnes uh, representing the vegas quote-unquote lions and we have an expansion draft to see who could pick the best team uh (laughs) one of the teams went over the cap (laughs) <laughs> and uh, already in their first year before they even have a draft pick or before they even hit free agency is already over the cap. So I don't, uh, you could guess which team that is. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. So make sure you catch that guys. And this week we'll be having some NBA rivals forum on there and we will be doing some sports diaries on there and we'll be doing signups for our fancy basketball league pretty soon. So sign up. It's only $3 a month. I'm sure you spend $3 on worse. Or maybe you won't. <laughs> maybe it's going to be the worst $3 you've ever spent. Uh, 
but yeah, today was Clippers Media Day. Uh, it's kind of like a cool, optimistic time of the year. We kind of get like, oh, what are people going to say? I feel like this year, although it's exciting, it is a little bit more boring because last year we were like, hey, so is Kawhi even going to play? And we were just trying to figure out. Everyone was like this detective last year of trying to figure out Kawhi was going to play or not. This year, it just feels like everyone's healthy and we're just going to show up and it's kind of cool. Uh, what, what are your general thoughts and then we'll, we'll go th- we'll go through each person's like interview and stuff like that or press conference but uh yeah what were your what, what were your thoughts on clippers media day oh uh, it's pretty good man um <laughs> i don't know i didn't i didn't see it as boring as you did um i really enjoyed everyone's perspective uh for the upcoming season um just really seeing paul george taking on a leadership role in that team like basically talking about like what were they focusing on as a team during workouts, you know, and it was mainly just like chemistry, right? They just wanted really to focus on chemistry. Um, and it makes sense, right? Because you, you introduce a new guy, John Wall, right? Who he's friends with, but, you know, there's a lot of questions about how he's going to fit. There's a lot of questions about what role he's going to take. And just to overall see the vibe that everyone just enjoys themselves compared to, you know, hint at the NBA rivals, mm-hmm. other press conference, you know, um, there's things you can do right. And that's what the Clippers did. They did it right. And it just made you excited, you know? And I think that's, what's interesting about uh, this year is that like for being a dysfunctional franchise for the majority of the Clippers history, Mm-hmm. We seem like we're the like the only franchise in the NBA right now who has it together. <laughs> like, like yeah, you, for the I, I will put the net. I will put not the nets. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Hot take, <laughs> spicy. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know who I am. <laughs> like, you know, BK through and through, right? <laughs> I was gonna say the Warriors. I feel like the Warriors are pretty complacent. I, I feel like a lot of people. I, I would say it. I would say the top of the roster is, but I feel like they've moved in a lot of new pieces because a lot of pieces left. Uh, yeah. But but you're right. I would probably say like the Warriors are up there too. Yeah. Um, and it shows that the teams that spend the most money are the teams that seem to have it together. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's true, man. You don't want to penny pinch, you know. Everybody, like, everybody likes a team where their owner spends money. Uh, got excited, CD Lamb just got a touchdown, so I think I won one. Uh, so I am going against Zeke Elliott right now in fantasy football, and I and while you're giving your spiel, I did not hear a word of it because I was like, wait, did Zeke do something? And then he didn't, <laughs> so I'm glad. I I'm really hoping Zeke's not eating right now. I'm playing against Zeke right now uh, on another league, and I'm up by ten, and he is laying an egg, and I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm up by eight right now. Not even eight. I'm up. I'm not even up by seven anymore. So 6.9 points. I'm up right now against Zeke. I just need to hope that the Giants just hold the ball for the rest of the fourth quarter. Lamb got the got the TD I needed. So please. Yeah. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. That, that, was, that was how sports diaries might go. You guys join our <laughs> Patreon. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's get into this. That, there's oh. one thing I thought was pretty funny with Kawhi's uh, Kawhi's media take when he was like talking about like entering his fourth year in the league, and he's kind of breaking down like, yeah, we had expectations of kind of, well, I don't think he said it, but the situation was like, you know, there was an expectation that 
we were going to win right away when we got Kawhi and PG, and it didn't end up being that way. You know, we're year four. And I like how, like, they're super PC about, like, the first year. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, the first year was probably the best chance for us to win a chip. And let's be honest. Uh, we're not going to be PC here. Fucking Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him, Montrez, the whole gang. Right? Yeah, this- that was volatile, man. Um, because keep in mind, like, all, although I'm, I, I guess in hindsight, if we ever do win an NBA championship, I'm going to be glad that our first one wasn't the bubble. True. But, but looking back when the bubble was happening, I'm not going to pretend that I didn't really want that. And it hurt that, you know what, we didn't have to deal. Like, it was a neutral site, just like everybody else was playing on. And we had legit the best team, but, you know, Lou Will had to, you know, lemon pepper wings were more important than the Clippers. Um, Montrez had to get really frustrated with Paul George all of a sudden, and Doc Rivers didn't want to sub out Montrez, and he didn't make any adjustments. It's just, it's kind of like, it's kind of, gl- it's kind of good that that happened. Because if it didn't happen, we might have, we might be stuck with Doc. Because what if Doc just accidentally won us a bubble championship? We would still have Doc. No, yeah, that's why I blame it on Doc. I I mainly (laughs) blame it on Doc. Like, I don't really put it – I feel like a coach should be able to control his players. I know we're going back to to that year, but 2019, 2020. But I feel like a coach should be able to control the, you know, the hotheads on the team and put them in their place. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, that was pretty busy. So, I just want to – Make sure everyone realizes that. You're, you're, you're right. Rivers also did something else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you should learn how to use social media. <laughs> you, you make some social media adjustments, right? Uh, so, yeah, let's get into um, – let's start with Kawhi because he went first. We'll go, okay. we'll, we'll go in order. Uh, I have the order down. Every, I feel like each thing has a theme. But I want to do a fun game with you, Jesse, because oh I felt like all these beat writers had like, you know, they asked really good questions. They had they asked very professional questions. Yeah. But me and you, I feel like I'm not saying we represent Clippers Twitter because I don't think we really represent Clippers Twitter, but we are a part of Clippers Twitter. <laughs> and I would I want us to challenge ourselves and be like, if there was a Clippers Twitter person at these press conferences, what dumbass question would they ask these Clippers players <laughs> <laughs> up there? Because yeah. so there's Kawhi. What Clipper? What would be a Clippers Twitter question that someone would ask him? Dude, I would ask him, "What does he like to put on his Sunday Sunday ice cream?" Okay, that's pretty good. Well, what kind of toppings, dude? You can tell a lot about man. You know, mm-hmm. you, you put raisins on there. I'm not too sure I want you on the team, you know, like you glam that thing up with like chocolate chips, M&Ms, a little hot fudge, a little whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Damn, that sounds good right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would probably just ask him. I wouldn't ask him. This is what Clippers Twitter would ask him. So I'm putting like if Clippers Twitter was was one AI. And they had to automatically generate a dumbass question. I feel like they would probably ask him, like, hey, Kawhi, do you feel like your knee's not good enough? (laughs) I feel like 
That is that that that's a pretty Clippers Twitter question that they would ask. <laughs> you don't think my Sunday questions are pretty Clippers? No, it's it's pretty good. I feel like that's a very LA Clips forum. We would ask that, you know. Um, but Kawhi is on. Uh, he's back. We found out over the weekend he's back doing five on fives. Yes, which is which is good. Yes. Uh, he's uh, and it looks like he's gonna be ready for training camp tomorrow. And he gave a lot of praise to last year's team, and he feels like adding him will get him some some more wins. He yeah. chuckled and said that if they made the finals, he would have played. Um, it's funny because the laugh made it seem like he was like, "Of course, this team would have not. Of course, this team wasn't <laughs> going to make it to the finals." <laughs> But it also might have just been like, uh, I wasn't going to play at all, but I'm going to say I was. Uh, but yeah, that that was that. That seems to be like the overarching theme of that. Everyone's just joking around in that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was actually pretty interesting though, they asked him about like, uh, I don't know what the question was in particular, but it kind of led to him at describing if he feels like he's changed his game since his ACL. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty much said, I don't really know. And I won't know until the season starts, which, yeah. uh, which was a little, you know, makes sense. But, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, a little concerning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If I could, if I could add to that, because the, I'm sure Kawhi is kind of like the overall theme of this presser in a way for everyone, because everyone kind of gets their like, tiny like well the team's different this year so what do you think it's going to be are you excited like everyone kind of got that question but norm who went second said mm-hmm. my goal is to be the starting two guard and in the only scenario i could see that is if Kawhi's playing power forward and he's playing the four i didn't catch that so yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think that i didn't think about that so Kawhi, when he said when he says that, he might be referring to like, well, I might have to play the four. He's going, and, and it's funny because everyone's like, he shouldn't have to play the four or whatever. And in my head, he plays the four all, already in a small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see it. And like we've had this conversation with Clayton before. Like, it's not like there's a bunch of fours in this league that are huge, big power forwards in, anymore. They're all just extended wings that are maybe slightly taller. Yeah, I don't think there's any power forwards that are banging in the post. You know, like Bam in Miami is kind of a power forward, but he, I think he's he plays center. Yeah, Anthony Davis doesn't want to play center, but he should. Like, so it's, I feel like Kawhi could play power forward. He could play the four. Yeah, no one really has a post up game, and that does open a door for Norman Powell to play two guard. I, so, do you believe? Norman Powell's going to play the starting two guard, or do you think he's going to come off the bench? Um, I think he could. Um, it just it just falls on Ty Lue, you know, what he sees and what he thinks fits. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of wiggle room in this team where he can mess around with the, with the starting lineups. And I feel like every – I don't know. I'm under the impression that every week is going to look different especially in the first half of the season, he's going to be tinkering a lot. So whether or not he's a starting 
he's starting in that position right away, I, I don't know. Um, and I'll, I don't think it's fixed, to be honest. Yeah, I like I, I actually like if he's going to play the two guard, I actually like the lineup with him and John Wall starting together. Him, John Wall, PG, Kawhi, and then Zoo. But if he doesn't start, I like Reggie in the starting lineup with Paul George, Kawhi, and then I guess Roko, Morris, or Zoo. I mean, not or Zoo, Marcus, or Roko, then Zoo. Why do you Why do you feel that way with the? I feel like the spacing that Norm provides means that having Reggie out there would just be. And this is us getting maybe too inside baseball on this, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it's like uh, Reggie is really good spacing with Paul George and Kawhi. Like we don't technically need both him and Norm out there. And I am one of those people who think like it's just not about making sure you have the best starting five out there. It's about like, you know, making sure you have a solid bench, too. You don't want you don't want your starting lineup to work its ass off for an entire quarter. And then it has to. And then it just all goes to crap when the bench goes in. So I feel like you got to utilize some of your talent. If you're going to be this deep, then you should be able to make sure that both units are good. Yeah. And I, and I do think like putting John Wall out there with his pacing with Norman Powell, with Paul George and Kawhi and Zoo is just a really solid lineup. And then that leaves Reggie on the bench with, you know, the other players. Whereas, like, if you had Norm and Reggie playing together, then John Wall's on the bench, which is cool because, you know, you have Luke and stuff like that. And But I just feel like having Norm in the starting lineup opens the door for John Wall to start. Mm. So this basically so that way you don't sacrifice the, the bench unit. But I really don't see – I guess, like, your concerns, I don't really see that because I don't really think of another bench that – kind of matches the now talent we have on there. I mean, I guess like our defensive liability, but I think the offensive side of the ball are pretty good on that side. Yeah, yeah you're probably right about that. I think and the only person that'd be kind of concerned would be like the Golden State Warriors because they tend to stagger, you know, Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Which we would probably stagger too, unless we're really trying to limit minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, uh, which kind of like, I guess – Gets to Rocco, John Walls. Oh, actually, no, Paul George is before then. What's to Paul George? So Paul George, I feel like just he went up there for 18 minutes. Everyone else did like 10, but Paul George was up there for like almost 20 minutes, I felt like. And he was all about like the internal promise of winning a championship for the Clippers. And that just screams. Like he's the leader of this team. Yeah, I got the feeling for that too. Like, and that's not saying Kawhi is not a leader. And then, and then, like for example, during Reggie Jackson's thing, uh, they asked him like, "Hey, there's not just one leader, right?" There's, I think Brian Seaman actually asked him this. Reggie kind of said like, "You know, everyone plays their part on this team. Everyone plays their role and leads in different ways. And like, you know, Kawhi leads by example, but Paul George is like, you know." But Paul George getting everybody together in the offseason, you know, uh, uh, getting himself right, uh, getting the haircut for media day. I, I feel like he, he's ready to lead this team to the promised land. 
while, while Kawhi kind of figures, you know, I guess his playing style the first few months. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I really got the same sense of that when he was kind of talking about like his windows closing. So there's a sense of urgency now, like, you know, to get a chip and he wants to get it with the Clippers. Um, but all throughout, I, I, I get that vibe too that everyone sees Paul George as a leader. As he mentioned about their what their focus was on the offseason, you know, he, he was saying like, you know, I mentioned earlier it was like team chemistry. They really want to focus on that. Um, that kind of gave me the vibe that, you know, he's he's a team leader for sure. Um, but then you got also like I'm jumping a bit, but Roku was talking about like I think it was Roku or John Wall, uh, one of them. Uh, they were saying, you know, well, we have a leader in Tai Lu, and then we have a two-time championship like leader in Sydney winning Kauai. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think both – I think everyone sees Kauai and Paul George as leaders. Um, but Paul George definitely the most vocal, I would say. I, I do feel like us as a podcast, we're trying to make this organized, but let's just jump around. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Because I just totally remembered something, and I, I feel like I'm going to be the only person. And I'm not saying – Kawhi did this but Kawhi was asked about Norman Powell yeah and it felt like he hesitated for a second and he was like yeah he's good and it, it felt like he forgot who Norman Powell was for a second oh, <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because he played with Norman Powell in Toronto but he, everyone remembers like the 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 missed uh fist jab in the hallway or something or the missed high five by Kawhi and Norman Powell in the in the, in the tunnel or something like that so it always it always I, I felt like I got that vibe that Kawhi was just like ah this Norm guy's all right like he's cool <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he a rook yeah you uh, him? Like, um, is that a two-way player we got like <laughs> he's like yeah he played with you in Toronto he's like he did <laughs> He's like, so how do you feel about having your uh, former Toronto Raptor player play with you? He's like, oh no, we 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 traded Serge. He's like, no, you have Norm now. He threw oh, his double oh, bag on. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <Lucky> hazing <laughs> with Norman Powell. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a that was a good catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're like, so how do you feel? Like, no, no, I forgot what the question was. But like, how do you feel playing with like Norman Powell again? He was like, he like first thing was like, oh, he's good. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then he went into detail about Norman Norman's game, so that kind of ruined my joke. But I felt, but, you know, I I caught it. But Norman Powell was next, right after Paul George. So it's like you're completely off, or was it Norman no, Powell? Nor- was Norman it Powell was Norman before Powell? Norman Powell was before Paul George. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do, oh, do we? Dude, I have like short term memory right now. Did we go over Norman Powell? Yeah, I just mentioned the two guard thing, him starting two guard. Oh, and okay. then I, I segued it via Kawhi, and then I think we went back to Kawhi, and then we he, just skipped the rest of the norm. Norman Powell says he wants to be an all star, but we'll see. Yeah. He also he also mentioned something interesting was uh, last season coming back for the play in, he didn't feel like he was mentally 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's why he focused on the, on this offseason, getting a life coat and like a. Uh, well, the mental health coach, right. along with the, you know, fixing his diet just to get himself uh, ready and kind of shake off what happened to plan, uh, which I don't know, was he kind of questions that uh, had me question whether or not he was 100 percent to come into the plan. And it I, changes my perspective of being so harsh on him. I agree. I 
I do think he might have. Right yeah, you know, <laughs> let's let's ignore our shortcomings <laughs> and let's move on to Paul George, right? Uh, <laughs> I've I've never complained about Marcus Morris's knee. All right. Yeah, it feels like he did rush it, but and I also respect the maturity of re- recognizing he was not satisfied and did not feel like he played well enough in the plan, yeah. but he knows he could play better than that. And you know, we we we've get we've given enough praise for John Wall saying all the right things this offseason, so we should give the same to Norman Powell. Yep, absolutely agree with you. So, also, what's a really bad Clippers Twitter AI question for for uh, Norman Powell? <laughs> Why do you still have your Raptors and <laughs> Portland Trailblazers <laughs> jerseys and shorts? Yeah, that would be a really that'd be a really crappy question to ask him at a media day presser. Good job, good job, Jesse. Uh, Paul George, what would be a really crappy Clippers Twitter AI question for him? I'm trying to think of something funny, but I can't think of one. Why was Patrick Beverly at your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, dude, I can't think of one from Paul George. I feel like he's so perfect. There's like, aside from that, Paul George, Paul George executed this presser perfectly. I feel like, dude, he did his lineup top-notch everything was said everything right smiling he's happy to be there it's perfect yeah if, if i if i was a judge on this sport 10 out of 10 easy there you go uh roco john wall did one together yeah um, this, this is where i really feel like the mental health aspect of the you know it being uh the theme i feel like of this presser and uh because Nor- like you said norman powell touched on it too but like i feel like with roco and john wall's comments and stuff like that this summer yeah that um i'm glad that they feel like they have a platform to speak out about mental mm-hmm. health and yeah doing so. it was spot on just because they make millions doesn't mean they're not susceptible to depression you know like I, if I anything i think it, it can make it worse you know we're we're talked about we see we trend you know, you yeah. can see what people say about you. Uh, you know, for us, LA Coast Forum, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we, I guess, like, in comparison, we don't really experience that, right? Because no. like, who, who, who the fuck are they? <laughs> I don't know. So, someone didn't wonder why we made a Patreon last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's I, I was thinking no. about that in my head when I said that. But one thing I really did enjoy about John Wall's uh, presser, besides the um you know speaking on mental health was him just basically talking about along with Roku because Roku uh, seemed to uh agree with that in his perspective as maturing in the league now realizing that he's willing to take any role that means to win a championship right like right. maturing that aspect and it just made me more excited and pumped I know you and I have been like big uh, we've been in this corner you know, yeah. like in the beginning, we're, we're kind of like uh, a little standoffish, but now he's kind of warmed up on us. With, seeing what he's done with the community, seeing him work out with the team, with the Rooks. Um, it's made us more excited. And just to hear him continue, like just say, you know, if I have to come off the bench, I'll come off the bench. If I yeah. have to start, I'll start. I'll do whatever's needed. And that's what you need. And it's reflected also on Reggie, which will – jump to yeah. that later uh it sounds like Rocco and john wall are just really appreciative to be part of this organization 
And yeah. I feel like they both were in moments of uh I get I'm not I don't want to say doubt, but not necessarily loving the NBA at a certain point. Uh mm. and then coming to the Clippers, even though John Wall hasn't played a game yet, I feel like he's he's really appreciative of this organization and the team and everyone supporting him. Yeah. Um What's your dumb Clippers Twitter AI, AI question for them? Does he own an ice cream truck that he took to LA? I don't know if he owns it, but, like, yeah, he might have been. A dumb question could have been, like, um, <laughs> why didn't you bring ice cream to all of us here at the presser? Oh. <laughs> uh, who Who's better, you or Reggie Jackson, John Wall? <laughs> like, like I just feel like the the Clippers Twitter AI has to bring some toxic uh, ass questions or, to this presser, or or just go like show up like a show like a YouTube video of him playing in twenty fifteen. So like, can you still do this? <laughs> yeah, like hey, do you, <laughs> hey, uh, do you still got it? <laughs> As you hear Clipperdale clap in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I wasn't gonna touch on this, but there was a lot of Clipperdale shout outs today, and I was like, every time it happened, I was like, eh. yes. Uh, uh, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know about this. But the next person, Reggie Jackson, gave Chuck a shout out. Oh, uh, yep. As far as I know, the only person who gave Chuck a shout out. Mask of the year, baby. So Reggie Jackson might go down as probably the best clipper of all time. It doesn't have to be what's what's happening on the court, but best clipper. The person who everyone like we, we go we touch on this because it's a soft spot for us. Everyone talks mm-hmm. about Patrick Beverly's culture and the culture set he set. But we need to talk about the positive Reggie Jackson culture that he's setting here. Yep. Amen. Yeah. He is everything I wish I was in a human being. Dude, seriously. <laughs> I was getting a hype. I was working out, listening to the media, like uh, watching the media video and just like hearing him talk about like how much he appreciate what he does uh, for a living uh, appreciating life in general, knowing that he woke up, you know, with breath in his breath in his lungs, and realizing mm-hmm. that life is short. You know, he gets to play. He gets to play a kid's game and be able to support his family doing it, and st- and still leaving like a, a window saying like, yeah, but there is mental health stuff we we need Dude, to work on. This guy should teach like PR classes. I swear. Like, yeah, he should be a public speaker. Right. He should be a public speaker or something after this. And he then... should teach Westbrook how to do one. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> he 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 should also Reggie Jackson should should open his own Hyundai, uh, uh, <laughs> auto centers and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I just picture like going to one. It was like just have him like have his like talk his TED talks, you know. And he just comes up to you, he was like, "Sell me this pen." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if Reggie Jackson had his own Hyundai auto centers, I would probably buy a car. And my wife would be like, "But it's ten thousand dollars more." But I'm like but it's a Reggie Jackson auto center. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I, of course, my bad. I didn't realize it. He, he cares like who's sitting where on the plane. He cares about Musa, you know, like he's the only one who did a Musa reference in this whole podcast. I mean, this whole presser. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I love the guy. Yeah. I'm not talking about, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, I'm not going to advocate that he has to start. Cause you know what? I don't really know if he really gives a if he starts. He, he doesn't dude. He doesn't. He, I, wants, we care more than he does. I think so too. He just wants to be part of it, and he just wants to play his role. And yep. that's why earlier when I was like, you know what, John Wall could fit in here, you know, and stuff. Because like mm-hmm. I think like to John Wall, it's important that he starts and he's part of this. To Reggie Jackson, it's like he just wants to play his role and be part of this. 
you know, it's <laughs> they all they all just want to be part of it. And you know what? John Wall would accept not starting too. It's just I think Reggie Jackson in particular. And Paul George said it perfectly. He's like, last year we put a lot on yeah. Reggie Jackson's plate. That's why we have John Wall. That's why when I say Paul George gave the perfect presser, because that question, he could have answered that question and it couldn't have been taken out of context. But he answered it perfectly, saying, like, the reason why we got John Wall was not – and he didn't say it like this, but this is how I interpreted it. He didn't come here to replace Reggie Jackson. He came here to help Reggie Jackson. And I was like, perfect. I was thinking when he said that, I was thinking how many times in the game when we were down and and Paul George was cold and Reggie was cold, we were getting furious with Reggie, right, because the roller coaster that we deal with. And it's just – we, we call the Reggie roller coaster because we put so much of a load on his shoulders and being able to realize that, you know, this season, we don't have to rely on Reggie that much, you know, John Wall can yeah. come in and hopefully play a role. Um, but I absolutely agree with you. Reggie Jackson was so positive and so appreciative for, you know, his career. He, this is his 10th year now, he said. Yeah, I think that, so. and he he's like everyone in this presser too, including him, mentioned that like they've had a career with ups and downs of some sort, but now they're here, and they know what's on the line, and they appreciate and they love that they're here now. Yeah, and I, I guess like I think it was Brian Seaman said, you know, why is that? And his answer was the 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 organization lets you be you yeah you know they, they make you feel comfortable to be yourself and to say how you feel to the point where he said the rooks are no longer rooks and they're able to call them you know call out the veterans mm-hmm. you know, and uh it just goes to show this culture has changed significantly since lob city he um, kind of mentioned this and you could correct me if i'm wrong if i'm interpreting this wrong too but he kind of mentioned on the lines of like you they might be a little tough on you but it's to see who you really are and the and the, they get your true self out of yourself basically and the real you because i might have heard it wrong but i feel like reggie jackson was kind of referring back to when he signed with the team and he was there for just for a few games before they went to the bubble and then like he, like it might have been a little tough on him but then like net but then everyone got to truly know him and stuff like that. Like I couldn't have interpreted that wrong. Mm. But Yeah. I, I don't recall that part. Sorry. I'm, no, I'm you're bad. good. You know, maybe I'm making shit up, you know, I've listened. To- <laughs> <laughs> well, that was only close for Yeah. Yeah. We don't. If, if, if uh, if, if you were to describe LA plus form, it was that conversation. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't think that happened. You know what? You might be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it could possibly happen, and I don't blame you for interpreting it that way. Um, he did really have a rough start in this organization, especially since Doc Rivers put a lot of things on him, you know, to <laughs> go in there in a game seven cold. <laughs> you know, like... Dude, one of my favorite all-time – I feel like Reggie Jackson played two minutes maybe in game one or something like that. I'm sure someone's going to pull up the box score and go, well, actually – but yeah, I feel like he played like two minutes in game one. And then Doc Rivers back against the wall up by 19 goes, let's play Reggie Jackson out there. Let's switch it up. <laughs> and that's him making adjustments. <laughs> like, 
It's like he just watched the OKC hype <laughs> highlight. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, we had this guy on our team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, why not? And, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm not going to be – I'm not going to pretend – I'm some I'm better than other people. Me and you were a little like, oh well, they re-signed Reggie that offseason. Yeah. Like, huh. And then now he's probably my favorite player on the team. Yeah, absolutely. He's so, up there with Paul George. He's up there. With I, Paul. I think he I think he's edging Paul George a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I want agree. a Reggie statue so badly. I will say this. Reggie has to be part of this franchise after he retires. Now, this is a cold-blooded franchise, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded someday. <laughs> but if but he needs to be part of this franchise after he retires. Absolutely. In some sort of fact. Like, I don't know if he's working for Bally Sports or if he's he just shows up, if he just hangs out with Steve Ballmer. <laughs> I don't know. He, just, it, he needs to be part of it. And I, I think Reggie Jackson, when he retires, he will be associated with the Clippers. Um I think he didn't spend enough time at OPC, and then his tenure in Detroit Pistons was plagued with a lot of injuries, and he's notorious for that skip with the Clippers, man. You can't. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I feel like if they ever do a Clippers history video of, you know, they montage a bunch of, like, highlights, like, this is the Clippers history, that has to be, like, a moment where in the video they pause and let it go slow-mo for a couple seconds and be like, that, this, like, that, to me, that might be my favorite Clippers moment of all time well maybe the terrence man game six but like in terms of specific just one play i don't know that has to be up there and it happened in a random february against the lakers you know but like it's it, it was really cool like there's a lot i feel like there's a lot on the line in that game and uh so yeah we could go we could talk about reggie all day yeah. I, I feel like if he was an assistant coach on this Clippers team five years from now, Ty Lue would like yell at a player and be like, go talk to Reggie. And then Reggie would be like, hey, man, so, you know, what'd you have for breakfast today? <laughs> and he's like, hey, that's good. Good. Eggs are good. Eggs are good. Hey, so what Ty wants you to do? And then he would explain. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Okay. What would be your dumb Clippers AI question for Reggie? Dude, I don't think there's any dumb question. I think. I think we would just do like a, I don't know, like something funny. This isn't from us. This isn't from us. Okay, okay, okay. This, I would say, is... uh, uh, who do you think will win in one v one, Reggie Jackson or John Wall? There we go. That's not bad. That's that's the same. Like, yeah, uh, something on the lines of like, what are you going to do this year to be more efficient or something? <laughs> like, uh, Clippers Twitter would love this next duo, Marcus Morris and Zoo. I feel like. Clippers Twitter probably just cringed when they both went up on the little presser panel because they were just like, ah, oh, these two are back, you know. I have the perfect question for Marcus Morris. I'll say that. All right, what's your question? <laughs> Why are you still on the team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, so uh, you were part of Trade Rumors, and why are you still here? <laughs> I, I will say I really enjoyed the Clipper drama that happened earlier today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so good. Hey, uh, guys, your tweets they stay there and they stay there look, look at your receipts friends uh marcus he wants to dunk now he lost 10 pounds he looks like he showed up ready to play even with all the bs happening in the off season we'll yeah. see if he's still here by the end of the year but it looks like he's here to play yeah and that's I good. Absolutely agree with you on that one uh zoo he played european ball and that's that's basically it his uh, ankle's good. 
It seems like his ankle's good. He'll, he'll be there tomorrow. He'll be ready to start. Um, the Yeah, I didn't really get any weird bias from Marcus Morris. I just felt like that was Marcus Morris. Classic Marcus Morris. You reminded me of Kawhi. Is Kawhi the most relatable Clipper of all time, though? We love Reggie because of the positivity. But is yes. Kawhi the most relatable Clipper of all time? Because he literally shows up to work like it's work. <laughs> Like he's just like I don't know, man. Just, like let's just you know. that clip, that clip, like let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, um, I mean, I'm just I, I get I play basketball for a living, so I'm just here to play basketball. And then when I when I clock out, I don't play basketball. Just, My dude's like saying like the one on one's packed right now, dude. We gotta hurry up. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, about to start. hey man, like you guys are trying to get me to LAX so we could go to Vegas for training camp, and I'm still here. So uh, can we wrap this up? <laughs> the type of guy that like goes and checks with Steve Ballmer. He's like, all right, is it cool if I head out? Cool. And he like does a little punch card at the Honey Training Center. I feel, I feel like he's just looking at Google Maps all the time doing a press here. <laughs> he's like watching the tra- the red line and the traffic <laughs> get worse. He's like, uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My knee's fine. Oh, My knee's fine. I do have, a, I have an important question for Hawaii. Do you think he'll overcome, he'll become the next DJ Khaled? Ooh. After. Oh, because he's a producer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a producer now. And so, you know, DJ Khaled doesn't do anything. He just gets all these other rappers to come on. Mm -hmm. Kawhi is kind of doing that. Do you think think that's something he might be doing in the future after after his... can I say something? DJ Khaled doesn't look good in a t-shirt. I just feel like I should throw (laughs) that out there before we continue. Uh, But yeah, that's a good question. Oh, <laughs> I lost Jesse. I didn't realize. <laughs> it's true. He doesn't look good in a t-shirt. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. I'll be honest. He doesn't look good at all. No, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's do Ty Lue before we wrap up. He basically said everybody's ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was the Ellie Cliss for him. <laughs> Name is uh, Ryan Andrew. You know, that's Jesse Sandoval. Yeah, basically said that. Everyone's ready. Uh, people are going to play, you know, you know, minutes. And then if some people are not going to play minutes. That's basically what he said. Yeah, it's pretty much what everyone thinks is going to happen. So. Well, how do you <laughs> feel about – we always go back. But Paul George mentioned that they might have to do a Team USA style where it's like, you know, you just play hard for the few minutes you're out there. And then when you're tired, you come out and someone else plays hard. And then, you know, the, the Team USA style. How do you feel about yeah, that? I'll be honest. I was completely clueless on what he meant, what he meant by it. So the, the Team USA style. Is this soccer? It, no, like this is basketball. So like, you know, like when they go to the Olympics, like you have like the star player from every NBA team in the Olympics. So like the worst player on your team might be like the best player on the Suns. So his, the mentality is like, just go out there and play hard for like five to 10 minutes because the next person who comes in for you is also really good. And you'll just always be at like a certain pace of like good basketball is always happening where you don't have to like, you know, take a possession off because mm. you're, you're afraid that Troy, Troy Brown's going to go into go in the game for you, LeBron. Like, <laughs> you know, the Clippers don't really have to worry about that. So I don't know. Like, it's cool. I don't know, but it's Ty Lue's team. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I absolutely don't. I, I thank you for explaining that because I was completely clueless. I was like, is he referencing soccer? I don't understand. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I was like, I, I didn't get it. Um, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. No, you're not stupid. 
Don't say that about yourself. Oh, thank you. What's your dumb AI question for Ty Lue, though? <laughs> oh, dude. Why didn't you guys you know, pick you, up a backup center? <laughs> well, wouldn't that be for Lawrence Frank? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Right. Uh, well, that is, that is, no, that is, that is, that is in line with what the question, because I'll ask Ty Lue, assuming that he has a... <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty spot on. Actually. Why Why did you leave Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris so long in the play-in game last year? <laughs> Stuff like that. I just can't think of one. I'm blanking out. I the plan, everything in last season's kind of except for the comebacks. I, I've kind of forgotten a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm a forgetful person. Um, yeah, I don't have any question for him on that one. Well, that was the like this form. My name is Brian Andrew. That was Jesse Sandoval. You can find our podcast wherever you find our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Ellie Clips Forum. And uh, yeah, you can, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Ellie Clips Forum, where we're going to have extra podcast content there, uh, an NBA fantasy league. And you could have your questions asked on our podcast, and we will answer them uh, if you care that what our answers are. We appreciate you spending time with us because you could be doing anything with your time, but you're spending it with us. And I appreciate everyone who's listened to the jingle at the beginning and stay for the rest of the pod. We apologize for the technical difficulties on this pod, by the way. Yes. Sorry. It's just not you. I think it's my end too, because I'm in a totally different place, but we felt like, you know, the train keeps moving. The content has to come out (laughs) and that's what we did. Uh, Yeah. And thank you, Trent, for the outro. Later. We're out. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins, catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh yeah.